is my Bible. My Bible is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus Christ. It is my weapon because it is infallible. This Word slays sickness. This Word defeats demons. This Word eradicates hidden faults, deliberate sin, transgressions, and abomination. My Bible is the ultimate truth. This truth invades the darkness and exposes weakness, lies, cowardice, and doubt. My Bible injects hope, love, and trust into my insecurities, demanding that I raise my level of expectation. It assures me that my Lord guarantees that I will triumph over all the forces in this world arrayed against me because he is the God of the angel armies. I conquer. I see results. I overcome because of my Bible. Amen. 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 So while she's switching to my PowerPoint last week, Oh, D, is this yours? <laughs> it was in my bag. It was, it was in my bag. So last week, last week we made this. And what this is, for those people who aren't here, we talked about having your lid on and the Lord trying to put these colorful tops, this rice and this water in but our lid was on so in order to get these things we needed to take our lid off so and I'll just go over quickly last week what we talked about somebody say giving, giving. somebody say getting. getting so we talked about getting from the Lord and how do we get from the Lord we talked about reading his word, spending time with the Lord, not just on the way to a meeting. And um, we talked about impartation. Can you uh, see? <laughs> we can see it now. So Go back to uh, the next one. Yeah, three ways to speak to the Lord. First place is the scriptures, visiting the Lord through the scriptures, hearing what the Lord has to say. Secondly, it's hearing and obeying what the spirit of the Lord speaks to our hearts because the Lord is always speaking. And thirdly, it's impartation. Next slide, please. An impartation is to make known, disclose. So we talked about that. We talked about building the brand to love, to pray, to worship, to give. We talked about those, uh, th we talked about those and building godly community on top of that. Godly community is more intimate. We talked about coaching, awesome. Mentoring, discipling and pastoring. Not so much for Pastor Teresa and I because we're doing it, but for you. It's time for you to be about what God has called you to do. So this is the second part of that. Somebody say, getting. getting. So this is all the stuff that the Lord wants to impart to you or give to you. So we have to take our lids off to get it. Next slide, please. 
Next. Every part of the scripture is God breathed, every part, and useful in one way or another, using, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped up for the tasks God has for us. What does that have to do with what we're talking about, Pastor Darrell? We're talking about coaching, mentoring, discipling, and pastoring. We have to start with the scriptures to get. Amen? We have to start with the Holy Spirit to get. We have to start with impartation from me, Pastor Teresa, Bishop, those, those, those ministers that are present, uh, Mom, Pastor Mom and Pastor Paul, um, Pastor Terry and Pastor Charles, Minister um, Kenny in the back. So the Lord has put people around to deposit into us. Next slide, please. So this is what I broke down. I broke down what coaching, mentoring, discipling, and um, pastoring are. Coaching is to prepare you to exhibit the skills you've acquired. It's to instruct, to prepare you for an overall life change, right? So coaching is like when I was a kid, they threw me in the water and said, swim. Yeah, that wasn't coaching, you know, that was because I didn't know how to swim, right? So coaching was taking lessons. Coaching was what? They did the same thing to you, Stephanie? <laughs> coaching was taking lessons. <laughs> they did the same thing to you, Kenny? Coaching was <laughs> taking lessons, right? Showing you how to breathe, how to turn your head to the side, this, this, that, and then they give it to you. Coaching is tossing you the ball, reminding you of your power in God, giving you tips on how to score, and cheering when you make the basket. Amen. Amen. That's coaching. All right? Ephesians 4.11, this is the message. It says, he, Christ, handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor, teacher to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work. Pastor Teresa and I are a gift to you. We feel uncomfortable saying it. You probably feel uncomfortable hearing it. <laughs> but no matter, we are a gift to you. Pastor Terry and Pastor Charles are a gift to us, and not just a gift to us, they are a gift to this house. Bishop is a gift to this house. Pastor Yvonne, his wife, is a gift to this house because they are a gift to us. Minister Kenny is a gift to this house. He's a gift to us. He's a gift to you. We are gifts to you. We have been given to you by the Lord to help you. Amen. Now, if that sounds arrogant, I'm sorry. Um, as I said before, it's, a, it's just as uncomfortable for us to say it as it is even for me sometimes for you to hear it. But it's the word of God. And there is no flaw in the word. So we are a gift to you. Why are we a gift to you? We are a gift to you because there are things that the Lord is telling us to impart to you. There are things that they tell us that we were like, oh, I didn't think about that, that the Lord is telling them to impart to them as our elders. There are things that the Lord tells Minister Kenny to impart to us because he's a gift to us. And once you start looking at us as a gift, you will start to look at us as a resource. Amen? Amen. 
Is it for every area of your life? Yeah, but don't go overboard. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I didn't, I, Pastor Darrell, I'll call to find out if I should go to work today. Hey, you know not to call me with that. <laughs> you can go to Pastor Teresa and talk to her about that, but don't call me with that because uh, I'm going to say, don't go to work so you can get fired. <laughs> right? So we are a gift to you. Next slide. This is coaching, right? Mentoring. It's a relational process. Now, as I said last week, all of this is intimate. This is intimate. It's not like last year. Now God is doing intimate work, so we have to go deeper with the Lord. It's a relational process in which someone who knows something, the mentor, transfers something to someone else, the mentee, so that it impacts their development. Supporter, advisor, trusted counselor. Rod's been taking uh, Sun Tzu lot longer than I have, years, years longer than I have. Yes, I am his pastor, but he mentors me in Kung Fu because he knows more. And I'm like, well, what if, what if this happens? What if that happens? And this is so funny. We were watching Training Day. <laughs> we, were wa- we were watching Training Day the other day, me and my, me and my nephew having an a, a uncle-nephew moment. And we started talking about if you fall on the ground and somebody starts kicking you. And the reason I bring that up is because Rod taught me something that if you fall on the ground and someone starts kicking you, he taught me a defense against that. So the person's kicking you like this, boom, he taught me what to do. So Kai was saying, yeah, that happened to me one time. And I was like, oh, this is what you should have done because he imparted it to me. It's the same thing. He imparts this information to me. Now, now I'm not advocating fighting. <laughs> I'm just letting you know that anybody can be your mentor. But th- in this case, it's a person Someone who knows something, who knows more. A person which knows something, and they transfer that something to you. In this case, you all may be Bible scholars, right? But there are things about the word that the Lord is telling us to tell to you. And the reason he's telling you that, telling us that, is to see, A, if you're going to be obedient. Because this is about submission. If I come to you and I say, the Lord told me this, and you say, well, I hear from the Lord too, and he didn't tell me that. Then I'm going to say, deuces, okay. I did what I was supposed to do. I'm not going to argue with you about that. You understand? So mentoring. And we use Psalm 32, which is one of my favorites. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathways for your life. I will advise you mentoring and watch over you. Next slide. Thank you trying to go through these fast. A follower discipling. Now, a follower, now this is just Matthew 28. Go out into the, all the world and make disciples. A disciple is a follower of the doctrines, the principles, the beliefs of a teacher or a school of thought. A process in which a more experienced follower of Christ interacts with a newer believer and shares knowledge, skills, and a basic philosophy on what it means to be a growing follower of Christ in a way that affects character and behavior. In a way that affects character and behavior. In a way that affects character and behavior. Something happened to me last week and it really upset me. I was afraid and then I, w- and then I don't like being afraid and then I got angry. I get angry because I was afraid. I grew up afraid a lot when I was a little kid. When I got old enough, that fear turned into anger. So whenever, I'm af- whenever 
fear approaches me, anger comes out. So I got afraid and then I got angry. And then when I got angry, I was way up here. And so I said, I need to remove myself from the situation before something bad happens. Uh, because I realize right now that I'm not, I'm not in control. And then, I, and then I, I was proud of myself when I got to the car because I was like, <gasps> I did it. I did it. I did it, did it, did it. I removed myself from the situation. I was proud of myself. Hey, 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 because hey, hey. <laughs> Pastor Teresa knows because there back in the day, it would have been just mayhem. It would have been bad. It would have been bad. And, maybe, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I, and, and I believe that I'm not the only one. I'm not the only in this one. I believe that there are some of you like that in, in here too. Thanks, Pop. And so I, I remove myself because I ask myself, what would Christ do? How can I be more Christ-like in this situation? And I was like, I don't know if I could be Christ-like in this situation, so I need to go. So I need to go. And that's valid. Right. So think about this. Discipling. That's what we are doing with you. That's what Bishop is doing with us. Right. That's what mom and pop did for us and still are doing for us. Discipling us. So the Lord Jesus, he was born. Right. He spent 30 years being discipled by God. Because we don't hear about this part. You don't hear about anything about before he, he started, except he was in the temple as a boy teaching. Thanks. I thought you said it didn't work. <laughs> so we don't hear. So he was discipled by the Lord for 30 years. And then he did the same thing with the disciples for three. They didn't have books. They talked. Life experience. Discipling. Showing them how to live this thing. There is nothing that Pastor Teresa and I will ask you to do or suggest you to do that we don't do ourselves. Nothing. And I am really careful about saying don't do because I have to tell me don't do. <laughs> so before I tell you don't do, I'm going to say to me don't do. So this is discipling, walking you through. When we do our discipleship, we try to meet one-on-one -on -one with people so they can see who we are, so they can see our flaws too. We're not perfect. There was only one perfect one, and that was Jesus. So he spent 30 years getting ready for what God ordained him to do. And then he spent three intense years with the disciples, and he said, go out there. Next slide, please. He said, go out there and make disciples. Go out there and be somebody. Go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And what? I will be with you until the ends of the earth. Joshua 1, 9. I will be with you wherever you go. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Amen? Amen. This is interesting. The root Latin word for uh, disciple and discipline is the same. It means to instruct. Mm -hmm. Disciple and discipline. Um, what's the next slide? Oh, I, I thought I forgot one. Well, pastoring. Okay, here we go. Pastoring. That's the shepherd, to protect the guy, to watch over carefully. Some experienced in the faith, a decision maker, a manager of the church affairs, a leader, someone who maintains a careful watch for the spiritual needs of all the members of the flock, a pastor. Pastors, all pastors are ministers, servants, but not all ministers are pastors. In training day. 
He said, only a wolf can catch a wolf. I believe that. But a shepherd can stop the wolf as well. A shepherd protects the flock. David didn't just kill Goliath. He was killing lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. He was killing. Yeah. Okay, I'll say it again. He was killing lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Ah, yeah. So he could kill Goliath because he wasn't afraid. He was a shepherd. He watched over the sheep. That's our job. Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, 2, 3 says, Now the overseer, that is the same thing as a shepherd, the same thing as a pastor, is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, I'm working on that, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, working on that, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. God has called us to pastor you, called us to mentor you, to disciple you, and coach you so that you will be prepared to do the same. Say getting. Getting. Thank you. So now we're going to move on to giving. Say giving. Giving. So I'll turn the lights up so you can see because I have a demonstration that, you know, was given to me, uh, let me just pull up my notes. So this is giving and getting. Uh, the subtitle is taking out the trash. Giving and getting. The subtitle is taking out the trash. So we talked about these things. We talked about the Lord imparting all of this stuff to you, imparting uh, through uh, the man and woman of God to you. Okay, the Lord is preparing us to open our hearts so that he, so that God himself can dwell in our hearts. He's preparing us so that we can do what he's called us to do. So he could take the place of whatever's there, but, um, and there are no shortcuts to this. There's no shortcuts to God coming to dwell in your heart. There are only ways to make it longer. Okay, you guys aren't hearing me. There are no shortcuts to God dwelling in our hearts. There are only ways to make it longer because God has decided, Daryl, that you're going to be a pastor, Daryl, and he's going to move you to California and you run and you leave California, you move to Chicago, he's going to move you back to California so that you can do what he called you to do. There, there are no shortcuts, Daryl. There are only ways of making it longer. And how do we make it longer? Because this is the thing. There's rebellion in our hearts. In all of our hearts, somewhere, some, some place. I give all of my heart. What's the song? All you have all my heart, whatever. Uh, there is some place in our heart that's rebellious against the Lord. Some place in our hearts. Even in, even in me, there's some place in our heart that's rebellion. And what comes with that? Deception. You know why? Because we lie to ourselves. There's a scripture, 119, Psalm 119, 29. The New Living, the New Living Translation says, Lord, help me not to lie to myself. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> Psalm 119. Lord, help me not to lie to myself. Why do you think that's in there? Because we lie to ourselves all the time. I'm not deceptive. You know what? I know I do this, but she <laughs> does that. 
And Lord, I'm, I'm just a work in progress and you still working on me and da 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 When we get to heaven, she ain't going to be there. She's not going to be there. It's going to be you and God. God's going to be like, what did I tell you to do? That's, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, you may not like me. You may get upset with me. But when I get before God, I want to say, Lord, I did what you told me to do. I don't care what anybody had to say. I did what you told me to do because, hey, not afraid of a lot of things. <coughs> afraid of the Lord because I've seen him do some things, Anissa. I've seen him do some things. Right? So deception, the enemy deceives us by telling us to tell ourselves we're not that bad. We're not that bad. And we fall for the okie doke. Yep, it, it, what? Of course it's in there, dude. <laughs> Paul, said, Paul said, when I do good, evil, it's always present. It's always present. <laughs> Not lying to you. So this is the thing. I'm, I'm going to show you guys something. This is my demonstration. Stephen, come here. I want you to get this piece of paper from standing over here in that. You don't want to do it? Go. Yeah. Scoot back some. Okay, yeah, that's better. Yeah, do it. All right, go. You got it, got it, got the stance, got it. Uh, go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's scrap paper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pa- <laughs> no, I just wanted to see if you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep on doing this until you get it. Who can do this? Who can do this? KJ. <laughs> <laughs> KJ plays basketball, KJ. <laughs> no, so you stand next to him, KJ, and you guys go together. KJ got the. Li- K- <laughs> all right, go, here we go. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so here we go. Go. Wow, KJ. <laughs> oh, you got it. You can sit down. Oh, give him that. <laughs> That's what we say. That's money. All right, have a seat. <laughs> KJ got the stance and everything. And missing the mark. That's it. Missing the mark. It's cool, Pop. So um, this is my demonstration. Did you ever notice that when you're at work or if you're in a situation, when you try to do that, if you miss, what I- what's the first thing you do? You look around to see if anybody saw you. Why do you do that? Cause you don't, is that because you don't want to pick it up? <laughs> you don't want them to watch you mess up? Is that what it is? Because two things happen. They're either for you or they're against you. And we're concerned that they're against us. Because if they were for us, we would do it from the back of the top of the key, from the other side of the court. <laughs> Boom! But they're either... The first, scri- the first, the quote that I put up here by Brendan Manning says, in every situation, we either give life or we drain it. So we're afraid that they're not for us. We're afraid that they're not for us, that they're not going to support us. 
And the problem is in our deception of self. There are a lot of people who, s who help with this, right? Because um, this is us with our lid off and the Lord implants anything and imparts everything to us. He's trying to make something. We have no idea what he's, what he's creating. This is us with our lid on, not being able to receive these things, but also with garbage inside, trash inside. We can't get that stuff out to receive, and we can't receive unless we get rid of this stuff. When they built the wall, they had a, you know, in Jerusalem, in ancient Jerusalem, they had a thing called a garbage gate. It's called a, a dung gate. It was a garbage gate, and all of the trash and garbage went out of that gate. And the dogs, dogs weren't like they, you know, I guess some people had dogs, but not everybody had dogs. The dogs would come, and they would eat the garbage. They would eat the trash. And um, I believe that in the body of Christ, we have that kind of nature. Not us specifically, but in the church, there are people who are like dogs. They feed off the negativity. They feed off everything wrong with the church, everything wrong with you, everything that it wasn't right, that worship didn't sound good, and, and he missed the mark, and this thing, that thing, and, and, and they, they feed off every, all of this negativity. There's no perfection. And it's hard to get rid of your trash with people like that around. Paul said in Philippians 3, uh, watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the dogs, the people who are evil. They will call you and say, you know what? I want to talk to you about Pastor Darrell. He didn't do this thing and that thing and da 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 And, you know, they may be your friend. And before you know it, next thing you know, you, you, guys, are, you guys are talking about God's anointed. What did David say? I will not raise my hand against the, the anointed one of God. And you're talking about God's anointed. And that's how it didn't start out like that. But we have to be mindful. Now, what do you need to do to get rid of your trash? What, Angie? You got to open the lid. You got to open the lid to get rid of your trash of doubt, of fear, of the past, abuse. And you got to try to get it in the... Uh, I'm closer. I'm closer. <laughs> I'm closer. You got to try to get it in the garbage can, right? You got to try to get it in, right? So, so you got to open the lid and you got to empty it all out. But see, the problem is, the problem is that we have trash in all sorts of places. <laughs> we have all kind of trash. We have, we have abuse. We have, uh, maybe we have addiction. There's some sort of addiction in our family. There's generational curses, right? A bad relationship. Uh, we're just prone to violence, you know, or uh, uh, somebody next door. See, we, we, we got all kinds <laughs> of trash, right? And how do you get rid of this stuff? How do you get rid of it? How do you get rid of it? You go to God. This is how you get rid of it. You get rid of it through pastoring, mentoring, discipling. 
and coaching. You get rid of it by A, going to the scriptures. Yeah. What's the scripture say in Timothy? The war, every scripture is given from the Lord. Is that it? Oh, wow. Boom, look at you. <laughs> Boom. Every part of the scripture is God-breathed and useful in one way or another. It ain't just there. Showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, exposing our rebellion and deception in our hearts, exposing it, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the word, we are put together and shaped. Right? So first we have to go to the scriptures. As we talked about this last week, going to the scriptures, reading the scriptures, understanding what they mean. When I don't understand a scripture, I am in constant prayer. Lord, reveal to me what it is you are saying. Mom knows, and she's, <laughs> I text her all the time, Mom, what does this mean? Mom, what does that mean? And she's like, my, it's so funny. I, I meant to tell you this. You're like my grandmother when I was a little kid. When I was like six or seven, I used to ask, what does this mean? What does that mean? And my grandmother used to have this unabridged back in the day before computers, an unabridged dictionary. It was about this big. It was huge. I love that thing. It was about this big. And she would say, look it up. <laughs> and I would get so upset. I was like, can't you just tell me? <laughs> She's like, no, look it up. She was coaching me. Yeah. She was developing something in me. So now when I see something I don't understand, and now that we got the internet, you, I can't, you guys, I ask you guys, what does this mean? You guys are like, I don't know. I cannot believe that. Everything is at your fingertips. You go to the online and look it up. And then you can go to other different sources to make sure that's the right thing. There is no excuse for you guys not having any information that you need. You can go to Bible Gateway. You can go to Bible Hub. You can go to the dictionary. You can go to UrbanDictionary.com, one of my favorite sites. You can go to uh, yours too? Oh, I don't know if I like that. Uh, <laughs> so there is no reason why you should not have this information. So when I am reading the word and I go and I look up the various translations and I still don't get it and I go and I kind of read the commentaries and I still don't get it, I pray. I mean, I pray to start. I'm like, Lord, reveal to me what you're trying to say. If I don't understand, I pray and I pray, I read and I read. Then I text mom. And what mom says is, she'll answer my question with a question. And I'm like, can't you just give me the answer? But what she's doing is she's coaching. She's saying, I could give you the answer. And this is what mom does. Call me back in a day and tell me what, what you found. So not only is she telling me to look it up, but she puts a demand on me to, ha to, to deliver something. Do I like it all the times? No, mom, I don't like it. Well, she knows. But that's not her job. Her job is to do that. Her job is to coach me. Her job is to mentor me. Her job is to make it uncomfortable for me so that I push in. We, I, I did, I told you about Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he said, why were you six-time Miss Universe? He said, no one wants to push past the pain. We don't want to do it. We don't want to do it. You want to read the word. You want to find out more about God, but we don't want to do it. The Lord said, Daryl, I, I need you to spend more time with me. And I was like, that will require getting up at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> and the Lord's like, yeah. And I'm like, 
Can we maybe do? No. I need you to be here because I'm trying to prepare you for something. There could be something happening with you that the Lord's trying to prepare me for. There could be something happening with the worship team in discipleship. There could be something happening in the world that I'm trying to prepare you for. And when you don't spend time with me, again, like we said, it's like trying to cross the 405 on foot. Yeah. So I showed you. I sh- we showed that. You should see. Look up. You haven't seen it? Go to both. Look up Bowfinger. I, I showed it one time. But look up Bo- it's in Bowfinger. So the Lord is trying to do something. So he uses mom. He uses pop. He uses bishop. He uses people like Kenny to pour into me and Pastor Teresa so we can pour into you guys. Do we have all the answers? No. But I am a firm believer in let's go to God. What'd you say? Because that's the first thing I ask you. People know. If you come to me with something, I will always say, what did God say? Because if you haven't talked to God about it, I'm going to tell you go to God and see what God says first because I could tell you what I think. If he hasn't revealed to me what it is, then I'm not in a place to impart information. I don't have any information to give you as a mentor. I don't have any information to give you as a discipler or a coach. But as your pastor on Sundays, the Lord gives me things to give to you. So we have to get rid of our fear, our doubt, our guilt, our uncertainty, the stuff we had from our last marriage, the stuff we had from the marriage before that marriage, the <laughs> stuff we had, we grew up with. All right, because this is the thing. We're walking into a new year carrying old stuff. Pastor Teresa, I can, tell, I can say this because she's not here. <laughs> she doesn't like our luggage. She likes really fancy luggage. And she's right to a point because it rolls easy. It looks good. You can pick it out. You know, because I'm, I'm used to duffel bags. And then she introduced me to wheels. <laughs> and because we travel so much, <laughs> I'm like, babe, this is great. I'm so glad I married you. So <laughs> Right? <laughs> right? She introduced me to wheels, and so she was looking at our luggage on the last trip, and it looks fine to me. It's red, it's black, it's got these red V's on it. I, I, I like it. But she's like, I don't like this luggage. And I'm like, okay. She's like, we need good luggage. We need better luggage. And I was like, this serves the purpose. It actually does, but her point is we have to be aiming higher, right? Yeah. We're stepping into a new year with bad luggage. We're stepping into yeah, new year yeah, with, right. with, with all of this, all of this stuff, all of this stuff, guilt. I'm guilty because I did this back in 1974. You gotta let that go. This happened to me back in 1959. You gotta let that go. You, uh, this happened to me in 1997, okay, is that better? Uh, you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta let that go. We bring all of that stuff with us and it dictates how we Relate to other people. It dictates how we relate to other people. How can you mentor somebody and you bring all that stuff with you? One of the prayers that I pray, and I I don't pray it on Sundays, but I pray when we do discipleship. Stop it. I'm going to separate you two. What we do at the discipleship is I pray, pray, Lord, remove anything of me that impedes this process. How I feel about this person. What I think about this person my desires for that person. I may want it more for you than you want it for yourself. And if I want it more for you than you want it for yourself, 
then I'm going to do everything I can to try to help you. And da, 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 da. When the Lord says, stop, I need to take them through something. I need to take them through something so they can be open to receive what I have for them. This is a preparatory period. I need to take them through down through the mud. I need to break them down. That's what he had to do to Pastor Darrell. Because I was like, he was like, you're going to preach. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. I know I'm not. And we went through, went through, went through till he broke a brother down. Down, crying on the floor, reminding me of my past, reminding me of all the crap that I've done. And I've done some things, just like you have done some things, reminding me of all the things that were done to me, just like you've had things done to you. And we hold on to them, and we can't take them with us into the future, but we're dragging it. And these were dragging it. We're trying to, it's time to take out the trash. It's time to take out the trash. So you can't give until you take out the trash. You can't get, you can't give until you get, and you can't get until you take out the trash. We're dragging, this is us. I, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I do, I do, Lord. I, I, I trust, Lord, I, tr- I trust you, Lord. I, Lord, I believe that, you, that you're going to make a way for me, and we're dragging it all around. You got to get rid of that hurt. You got to get rid of the last church you went to. They didn't do this. They didn't do right. There may be some mistakes that me and Pastor Teresa make, but I promise you it's not intentional. You got to let all that stuff go. You got to let all of that stuff go. And this is what I want you to do. I'm going to give you a sheet of paper. I'm going to have to rip it in half because I don't know if I have enough. And I want you to write on this sheet of paper something that you want the Lord to remove from you today. Not this week, D. Not this year, Stephen. Today. Anise, Marshall, I want you to write it down. Only you can see it. Don't share it with nobody else. Don't look on nobody else's paper. (laughs) And I want you to ball it up. And I want you to ball it up, and I want you to throw it into this trash can. June is going to empty this trash can. Nobody else is going to see. I'm not going to see. Nobody else is going to see. If you are concerned about what you wrote, tell me, and I will take the trash out myself. But they're not going to care who who wrote it anyway, (laughs) right? So I want, you to r- I want you to think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Think about something that you have, some rebellion, some rebellion in your heart, if it's rebellion in your heart. But I want you to think deep. I want you to think deep. I've spoken to some of you about where the Lord is trying to take you, right? Because God has his hand on you, all of you, the enemy is going to be after you. When I would do good, Evil is always present. I want you to write it down. Write it down. This is the first step in mentoring, pastoring, coaching, and discipling. I'm asking you to submit to me and do this. The reason I'm asking you to do this, and this may sound silly, this may seem ineffectual to some of you, 
But psychological, psychological studies have shown that if you write it down and throw it away, it releases your brain and your emotions from that thing. There's circuitry in your brain that doesn't know how to tell the difference. It's like when you're rejected by something or someone. There's physical pain related to it. That's where breaking your heart comes from. There's physical pain related to it because your brain doesn't know the difference. I want everybody in this room, except for Dot <laughs> and K2. No, you're not exempt. I want you to write it down too. I want you to write down that thing that you want the Lord to remove from you so that you can take your lid off and receive what the Lord has for you, what the Lord wants to impart to you, what the Lord, the Holy Spirit is trying to say to you, what the Lord is saying to you in the scriptures. Did you do it already, Stephen? Do, okay. So I want you to write it down. Write it down. Take your time. If you can't think, you, I'm, you can't think of nothing? No. <laughs> you're laughing at her. Anise, you're telling jokes? I'm, no, I'm writing a list down. You, I I told you, one thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I ain't mad at you. If you got a list, if you got a list of stuff, you, hey, hey, hey. Hey, I did say one thing. You're like me. You're like me. If I said one thing and you have a list of stuff you want the Lord to remove, because this is the thing. I, I don't want, it's, this is just like the song. This is not, I'm not doing this just to be doing this. This is a covenant. What you're saying is, Lord, I believe that you can do this. I believe that you can remove this from me. This is what you're saying. I believe that you can remove it, and I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. There are, things, there are things that you will constantly struggle with because the Lord hasn't come in and cleaned house. There are things that you may constantly struggle with because you don't have enough God spirit in you to defeat it. Because when we talk about repenting, repenting is this. This is repenting. That's repenting. We say, oh, Lord, I repent. I'll see you on Friday. No, at 9. I won't, I'll be there at 9 because I got I to gotta go to church in the morning, so I got to leave at 2. I mean, you know, if you go to a club, that's cool, whatever. But the Lord puts certain things on your heart that you need to remove from you so that you can be effective for him. Because you can't receive, Bruce Lee said it, empty your cup. You can't receive with all this trash, with all this, with all this, with all this. You can't receive with all this stuff. So if you want to write a list in these, write a list. If you got a list, write a list. I wrote several things down too that I want the Lord to remove. So everybody, dude, get up and get up. <laughs> get a piece of paper. So I want you to hold your paper over your head. You got your paper? Hold your, hold your balled up piece of paper over your head if you have your paper. Where's your paper? I want you to hold your piece of paper over your, I didn't say throw it away yet. Here, <laughs> hold that. This is symbolic. I want you to hold it over your head. I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I trust you 
I trust you to remove these things from me so that you can fill me with your spirit. I long to be more like Christ. I long to be more like Christ. I believe you, God. I trust you, Father. Amen. So as we play, I want you to close your eyes. This is going to be a moment of silence. I want you to go to God in your own way. And when you're ready, I want you to get up <coughs> and I want you to toss your paper in here. If you can make it from there, that's fine. But, uh, but no, I want you to get up. <laughs> Mom will be like, pop out. <laughs> I want you to toss your paper, get up. Uh, and put your paper in here. And when you release that paper into this garbage, you are asking the Lord to remove this from you with the expectation. Is it going to be done tomorrow? Probably not. Because this is how God works. When you think you finally got it, something happens that you have to walk away and get in your car and start praying. And you're like, I thought I was past that. But no. Because God's not concerned with the physical. God is trying to work something out in your spirit. He's trying to work something out in your heart. Amen? Amen. So go to God in your own way. And when you're ready, throw your trash out. You got it. <laughs> I want you to walk up and put it in, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Nice, nice assist. <laughs> well, Rod's he's tied to the guitar, so. Yeah, I want you to walk up and put it in. No, I want you to walk up and put it in. Thank you. That's yours. Go. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here's the thing, and I'll and I'll end. We multiply our suffering by rehearsing our troubles. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> finger roll. He did a finger roll. We multiply our suffering by rehearsing our troubles. How do we rehearse our troubles? We, oh, <laughs> if you're like me, you're like, I'm a chess player. So in my mind, I try to work the situations out. I'm like, they're going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. And they do this, and then I'm going to do that. And if they do this, all hell's going to break loose. <laughs> so when I get to the situation, I'm already ready. I'm already <laughs> ready. You know, <laughs> what, what? I'm already ready. And at first it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, you know what? I was practicing. I'm going to play, <laughs> and I'm doing, that's my New York, right? 
So we're already, these things in our head, what is it, what's going to happen? When I see him, this is going to happen. When I see her, this is going to happen. When I crack that book open, this is going to happen. Uh, when I call the bill collector, this is going to happen. This, this, this. We multiply our suffering by rehearsing our troubles. Now, what you did today was symbolic. And you got to pray every day. Pray every day, Lord, remove these things from me. Lord, remove these things to me. Through prayer, the scripture says, through prayer and petition in thanksgiving. We're petitioning the Lord. We're thanking the Lord for what he's going to do. Lord, remove these things. Remove this rebellion from me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for removing this rebellion from me. I thank you for the person that I'm going to be. I thank you for uh, the vessel that I'm going to become after you remove this rebellion from me. Because we all have these secret desires in our heart that ain't got nothing to do with God. Okay, maybe it's just me. Uh, we all have these secret desires in our heart that have nothing to do with God, but our flesh. If we feed our spirit through the scriptures, through our prayer time and meditation, through impartation from somebody who's been walking with the Lord or who has answers, or if the person comes up and says, how are you doing? What I, I say is, how are, you, how are you doing? Or my phrase is, what's going on with you? If I, say what's go if I say what's going on with you, nine times out of 10, I may not know exactly what it is, but I know it's something because of a revelation by the Spirit of the Lord. And when I say what's going on with you, when I say what's going on with you, what I'm saying is, how can I pray for you? You don't have to tell me what it is. If you want to, that's fine, because I'm your pastor. But what I'm saying is, how can I pray for you? I know something is going on. I don't, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not trying to be invasive, but I want to pray for you because you need to be covered. You need somebody to hold you by your hand and remind you that the Lord has you. You need somebody to pick you up just like this. And if you want me to pick you up like that, I'll call Rod and he will do it. <laughs> But that's what the Lord's trying to do. He's trying to comfort you through me and Pastor Teresa. He's trying to give you knowledge that he's there. He's going to walk you through this thing. He's not going to tell you to throw this away and not put something else in its place. Because if, you're, if this is your heart and you take a piece out and you throw it away, there's a void. And that void needs to be filled by the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, Father, and we thank you for the word. We thank you, Lord, that it will be seen as more than just information, Lord, that it will be a revelation to the heart of everyone here, Lord. My prayer is that everything that is in the trash right now remains in the trash, Lord that we have let go of doubt, we have let go of fear, we've let go of anger, addiction, uh, pain, frustration, illnesses, Lord, because you are the creator of the universe. You are our wonderful counselor, our mighty God. You are our prince of peace, Lord. You set us up on a rock, Lord, and we are lifted up above our enemies, our situations, all around us. So today, Lord, every person that made this declaration, Lord, help them to leave lighter.
lifted up by the Spirit of the Lord. And whenever the enemy deceives them, Lord, and brings them down, they just go to you and say, Lord, I trust you. I know that you have removed those things from me. I know that you're going to remove those things from me. So I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Trusting you, Lord, and thanking you for it, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay.